everybody, it's Bernadette Joy. And as you may or may not know, I recently closed my first business dressed. And while it was a great decision for me and I'm so excited for the future, I did not realize all of the things that I would learn in the past couple of weeks about closing a business, about making that transition, and about all of the people that I've met during that time period. And so I thought it would be great to share my experience and share these stories with you in this next season called Undressed. So stay tuned and see you soon. Hi, it's Bernadette Joy, and I'm here for another episode of Undressed, and I am super excited for this one because we have my friend Carla here. Say hi. And Carla and I actually met through Dressed. Mm -hmm. You were one of my OG original clients because you actually came to my house. I did go to your house. When I still had it in my house. Correct. And your baby, who's not a baby anymore. No, he's almost four. He's four. (laughs) He's almost four. Oh my gosh. And here we are, how many years later, and you've got another one. Yep. Which seven weeks old tomorrow. Which, by the way, can you like kudos to Carla for coming here seven weeks after having a baby? Like, thank you. I, I'm just, I'm floored because we'll, and we'll talk about that, how she's managing that. If you don't mind, would you like to tell our viewers who you are and what your organization is and what you do? Sure. So my name is Carla Clements, uh, for those of you who don't know me, and (laughs) I'm an attorney at Wagner Hicks PLLC, and my wheelhouse or my specialty is really in the intellectual property world. So I do a lot of trademark work, a lot of work with copyrights as well, Mm -hmm. um, and really, you know, working with clients and making sure that they feel protected um, is a big, big piece of what I do. Yes. I love that. And I love you, especially because you're helping me with that right now. I am. (laughs) While she was pregnant. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to share this story. Can I share it? (laughs) So literally (laughs) we're working through this trademarking process for my next business. And, you know, I approached her about it because I know that she's super smart. I know that she's really diligent at what she does, but I was also like, listen, I know you're like eight and a half for eight months pregnant at that point maybe i was probably seven seven and a half yeah Yeah. getting to eight heading towards eight so i was like totally get it if like that's you know not good timing and she's like no great like we can do this and i was the one who was dragging my feet the whole time like i was the one like sorry i don't have my information together per the usual i mean i i like I said, I mean, I think that's why I felt like I needed to clarify because yeah. I think most people are like, what's wrong with you? You're working no. during this time period. But it really, it wasn't that. I felt like I had the capacity to do it. I was in a good place to do it. And I wanted to make sure that my clients were taken care of and that they were in a good place. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think every single person was completely understanding of that yes. because obviously having a baby is Yeah. Too. I'm curious, you know, when you are talking to potential business owners or business owners that are already doing their business. At what point are people coming to you and saying that they want to trademark? Because it's it's a common question. You know, at what point in this process should I be looking at this? And people look at it all across the board. I typically say, you know, earlier is better. And I think that's what you were just saying too. Like, hey, I wish I would have done this sooner because I yes. would have gotten on the front end of something and a mark that I wanted to use yep. would have been available maybe had I done this earlier yes. in the process. And yes. so earlier is always better. Yes. Um, but if you didn't do it early, it doesn't mean it's too late. Yes. And so I always encourage people, regardless of where you are, whether you're thinking about it in the short term, long term, you've been in business already for several years and you've never thought to get that level of protection. Mm-hmm. It's not too late. It's not, there's never the wrong time to look at it. When I first thought about it, which was a year ago, and I didn't do anything about it, 
a lot of the reason why I think I didn't do it was one, because it was a cost. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting a business, you're yeah. like, oh, I have so much, so many things to pay for. And yeah. I don't know if it's worth it, quote unquote. In hindsight, it was definitely would have been worth it. And I had to learn it that way. But I think one of the bigger reasons that I didn't do in the beginning was because I wasn't sure what I was protecting. And I don't know that I was entirely confident that I had something to protect, right? So do you have any advice for people to think about, is this worth trademarking in the first place? Is this right. something worth protecting? Right. How, do you, how do you decipher that? Well, I think in general, you, you hit it. I mean, I think a lot of people think, well, let me see if this works and then I'll think about protecting it. Yeah. Let me see if I'm successful. And, you know, once you're successful, you're already running that risk mm -hmm. that, hey, you know, I either might not be able to get a federal protection, federal trademark on it, or you're running the risk that, hey, maybe somebody else actually beat me to it. And the worst case scenario, you have to rebrand. Mm -hmm. And you just spent all this time yeah. building up something that you you weren't sure was going to be successful. Now it is. And now you may not even be able to use that brand. Yes. So that, and, and that's always the piece for me that I tell people. It's like mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do after pouring your heart and soul into a business is have to then change that brand, which is what you've been building and building and building. Yep. So on the front end, I mean, when you compare, I do that cost comparison. You mm -hmm. think about how much it costs on the front end to go through the trademark application process and get it registered versus how much it would cost on the back end to rebrand if you had to. Yeah. It's not even comparable. Not even comparable. Not even and comparable. And I can say that for a fact because <laughs> that is what I'm going through right now, right? And, you know, I think, I think if I could go back in time and tell myself, you know, instead of thinking of it as a cost, thinking of it as an investment towards my brand. And what I think is really interesting is I've seen a lot of people who are, feel really strongly about their ideas and they're so worried about someone else mm -hmm. taking it that they don't even tell people about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then if you went through this process and you did protect it, then yeah, you could tell people, you can tell everyone about it. And right. There's nothing they can do about they're it. They're not going to take your brand. They're right? not going to. Like that's the actual remedy to that that issue. But a lot of, again, a lot of people don't think about it that way. And I think it's really important the work that you do because I have also seen a lot of cases of businesses and women, right, where they are working so hard to prove themselves and prove their brand that to your point, by the time that they have something valuable, it's really hard to go back and do that sometimes. So a lot of great things that you help me think about that you wouldn't expect an attorney to talk to you about. And what I originally thought about, which was just potentially a podcast, and that was what I was gonna trademark around, became a lot more things. Our, our description ended up being our list this is long. Quite long. <laughs> it was quite long. I think the other way to look at it on the front end of your business is insurance. Oh. Like the way that if you're starting a business and you think to yourself, oh, here are my ducks in a row, and one of the things I need to get is insurance, it's it's almost like a form of insurance. Like basically yeah. I need to make sure that I'm safe, secure and protected in my brand and that I'm allowed to use it and that nobody else is allowed to use it. Yes, love that. Um, and then in terms of use, it really, you know, part of the trademarking process, which is really awesome, is that you don't have to be using your mark in the actual way that you say you want to the day you file. Ah. So you can, and that's what we talked about with yours. Yeah. You can file what's called an intent to use application. Mm -hmm. And so an intent to use application, you're basically saying, okay, these are all the ways I intend to use, I and mean, it's literally the name of 
<laughs> not super complicated that way. I intend to use it. Um, and you can, you know, go through the process of getting it approved. And then once you're actually using it in those capacities, then you can formally officially get your registration. Uh, also, I think thinking about it on the front end, front end makes you think about what your business model would look like mm -hmm. and in what ways you would potentially use it in the future. Because one of the conversations we had was the challenge I had with one of the other things I wanted to protect before was that someone else trademarked something very similar and they were using it for t-shirts. And we had this conversation like, are you planning to ever put this on a t-shirt? And I was like, nope. And I really had to think about it because I was in retail before that. And I was thinking, like, what would I be doing with that? If I were to put in a t-shirt, like, would I be trying to sell it? Would I be trying to have people wear it just for brand recognition? Like, right. why would I want to do that? And I came up on the other end of, no, I don't want it in a t-shirt, but I do want it for workbooks and I do want it for uh, videos mm -hmm. and other things. And what, again, initially was a very short list because became a longer list that I don't think I would have really thought about if I had not um gone through this process with you and actually inspired me to really get going on my video course which i was not doing for a very long time but i said you know what i don't want this to be an intent to use i want to actually use it <laughs> at some point so let me go ahead and get started on that mm -hmm. and i think that's actually a good impetus if you are thinking about protecting something and doing something in your brand actually going through this process for me was motivating and actually doing the stuff that I said I wanted to use it for. Yeah, you went ahead and used it right away. You were <laughs> like, okay, I don't want to file this intent to use thing. Let me get this use thing going. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, I'm using it. I'm ready to file. And I was like, you go, girl. Like, All right. I know. You're like, what is the date of that you'll be using? I'm like, today. It's like, perfect. All right, let's do this. It was so um, great. So I that's another way to do it. If you and I, and I tell people this, actually, if you're close to your launch date, and you know it's going to be, you know, within a matter of weeks, like, go ahead and do it. And then let's file it the day of. Yeah. Let's get it on file the day of. Which is what we did, which was great. And I love it. And I think one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk to you was because you do have this strong interest in helping other business owners. Where do you think that comes from? But I think, you know, particularly in the space I'm in now, mm -hmm. um, which I love, is, you know, really working with individual businesses a lot of them are small businesses you know some of them are, are bigger than that um but i've moved away from the the big big corporate clients and more to that you know real face-to-face -face with clients yes um and whether that's legitimately you know in person like you and i are or even you know clients that are smaller businesses that are national um but people i'm still picking up the phone and talking to and feeling like i have a relationship with yes um, and I love that because I not only love relationship building and feeling like I'm getting to know people and helping them, you know, do something that's really meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that, again, like we talked about, like small business owners in particular are doing so much good, awesome, hard work. Mm -hmm. And to feel like I can do something for them that makes a significant difference in their business mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Absolutely. And I think that why, that's why it was a no-brainer for me to reach out to you because I was like, I feel like you already knew me on a certain level personally, but also I think you understood where I wanted to take my business to. Mm -hmm. So you asked some questions that other people hadn't asked me before of where was the business going and knowing that I was going that direction that helped us kind of formulate that, but it also helped me think about, okay, what is it that I'm going to do next? And it was very impactful because, you know, this is my livelihood, right? This is what I do mm -hmm. to support my family and stuff. And so you're helping a lot of people 
support their families. Yeah. And then, you know, like, okay, that person, you being a prime example, but so many people that is their primary source of income. It is what they're doing to support their family. And they don't have to be fearful or worried that, you know, they're building something that can one day be taken away because of an intellectual property issue. Right. Right. And that, that to me gives me a lot of joy for people to feel like, okay, like I, I got this, like that box is checked. I can feel confident that, you know, my brand is safe. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, speaking of supporting families and all of that, how has the transition been with the newborn? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I will say, okay, so I'm obviously not sleeping, but I think that that You look great, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I looked like you when I was sleeping. So that's great. You're very kind. Um, Yeah, I think truthfully i'm actually enjoying the newborn stage more than the pregnancy stage so i actually feel better than i did like the last probably however many months yeah Um, so even though that sounds a little weird i was just like a really miserable pregnant person (laughs) so um, even though i'm not sleeping i'm like i feel better and i'm really enjoying my daughter and um really happy i'm not pregnant yeah you know what? Thank you for saying that because this is undressed, right? And so I've been asking people, you know, what are some of the things that we people are putting out there? And one of the things, because again, I have not been pregnant. I see my friends, I have a couple of friends who are pregnant right now. They're like, oh, it's, you know, they're posting these pictures like loving pregnancy life and all this other stuff. But then I see them in person. They're like, no, <laughs> like my feet are swollen or whatever. And like my body is just like completely a different thing now. And so it must be nice to kind of slowly start getting back into feeling like yourself again. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was feeling more like myself within like 24 hours. I know that sounds weird, again, but like I <laughs> no? was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. This is awesome. You look at the newborn stage and it's like, oh, well, the newborn's here. And so like, you know, don't worry about working, you're on maternity leave, you know, you get a lot of allowances, I yeah. think, when, you know, you're, you have a brand new newborn, mm-hmm. but all those months beforehand, when your, your body is not cooperating, you're crazy tired, I mean, for me, my stomach was upset for months. Yeah. I mean, just felt sick to my stomach for months. Yeah. And those aren't like the months where like, women get off of work. Yeah. Right? Like those are the months where you're like still going to work yeah. and trying to be productive and get stuff done. Yeah. Um, and that, that was really hard for me. Yeah. And I think hard for a lot of people too. And I think that's not something that we talk about a lot also because everyone, and it makes sense, right? Obviously this time is special and important as well, but I think there is this kind of sometimes lack of I don't know, recognition about that piece beforehand. Like, I know what I felt like when I was just taking some medication for, like, my eczema, and I was out of whack. Like, I was completely out of whack, couldn't do stuff or whatever. So I can't even imagine growing another human in here and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just feel the same. Like, that's just not reasonable, right? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every woman's different. Every pregnancy is different. I know there are some women that do it way better than I did. Um, but all that to say, I know that there are plenty, you know, that have had really difficult experiences and I will put myself in that boat, um, of just, it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. And, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, people, you know, that I work with and that I know are pretty understanding people. And I, I don't feel like, you know, I had any sort of, you know, terrible unfair treatment or, you know, any of that, but it's just, it's hard because, you know, you still got to get your stuff done Yeah, and you still, and I have, you know, I have a, you know, now almost four-year-old, but, you know, I had 
a and little boy, a yes, and he's a handful too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, going and, you know, doing my legal work and still taking care of my son and still, you know, doing all the other things that I do and, you know, trying to just do that yeah. felt like survival for a whole bunch of months. Yeah. And I feel, I don't feel like I'm in survival mode now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think just because I feel so much better. Yeah. But, but those months, it, they were really hard. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're sharing that because I think a lot of people don't want to say that out loud sometimes. And I think it's important for other people to hear that because someone else, I'm sure I could probably tell you three people right now who are feeling exactly this way. And I will be sending them this podcast to let them know like, hey, you're not the only one who's feeling that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's amazing. One of the things that I am really conscious about is that a lot of people have asked me what I'm doing next year. And I've been very candid and and telling people, I don't know. I don't really know. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, is there anything that you don't exactly know how it's going to be like, but you're actually excited for the new year? Yeah. I mean, I think it's twofold. In some way, I'm like, okay, I'm really excited to, you know, feel a little bit like my normal self and get back to really feeling like I, you know, I can do this. You know, because I think the pregnancy part was a lot harder. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to grow my practice and, you know, just continue to meet people and help them and all of that good stuff. I have no idea what my schedule is going to be, though. Yes. I'll tell you that. Uh, and it's okay. Yeah. Right? We're going to figure it out when we get there. And I think that's one of the biggest messages I can give people, that we can give people in this series of videos, is that it's okay to not know what's going to happen. You can have some broader generalization of, like, I know that something will happen and it's going to be exciting, but it's okay that I don't know exactly when or how or what yeah. form it will take, and it can still be an exciting point in your life, right? Yeah. And we're going to figure it out. And, I mean, I feel like I'm in a really good place with my legal career yeah. and so like I'm I'm happy about that and I'm excited to continue to grow it but yeah I have no idea we'll <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> and that's I think that's the whole, that's the whole point of it is we can not know and not not have it together but we can still have fun with it and we can still have conversations like yeah. this right so if people want to learn more about you and what you do where can they find you sure so they can find me at Wagner Hicks PLLC on the website yep um, and we also have an Instagram that you can, an Instagram and a Facebook. Actually. Oh, okay. Then we will have those links below because I don't think I realize that. So we're going to add those in. My, so the beauty of my legal practice. So a lot of attorneys can only do work, you know, in the state that they're in yeah. because of, you know, bar rules and right. whatnot. But because my practice is really a federal practice, yes. everything I do is with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office or with the Copyright Office. Those are federal entities. Yep. I can literally help anybody across the country. And if you are interested in hearing more about what she does, like I said, you can find them on the links below. And you can stay tuned for another episode of Undressed. See you next time. Bye.